there and welcome to I'm Crazy But You Can't Lock Me Up podcast with your host, Lindy Eldridge. I am thrilled and excited to be able to bring to you an array of guests that are going to be able to take you to the life that you want. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to I'm Crazy But You Can't Lock Me Up. Many, 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 many years ago, I met this fabulous woman and she inspired me so much because of what she does for a living, which when I met her, she was heavily involved with the educational industry, meaning that she helped our teachers and the people that were in front of our kids really understand about the kids and how to handle them and how to teach properly. Well, I got to share with you, you know, life is funny. It takes us in all different directions and COVID really takes us all and took us all into different directions. <laughs> Susan Fitzell is from Florida, has decided to go ahead and I love this about her, turn herself into a selfless coach, meaning there are people out there that don't even believe in themselves. She says can't is a four letter word and I agree with her. We believe in ourselves. We believe that we wanna continue on with our life because until the good Lord takes us back, we still have a lot to offer. And she's here to help people individually become everything and more of what they want. So without further ado, you're about ready to understand that can't is a four letter word. Hello, Susan. Hello there, how are you? Oh, Susan, it is so nice to be with you today. I am excited about it because in this world, there are people that are just confused and lost and they're brilliant, they're smart. They have so much to offer, but they have lost the belief in believing in them. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to um, learning new things. I mean, so many of the people that I have met that struggle to, let's say in their career goals or, or that dream, oh, I wish I could have become this or done this. And I ask why, like I had, um, I had a man working at my, um, in my house recently doing landscaping. And it just happened to be one of my former students from years and years ago. And he, I always thought he had the most amazing and wonderful, delightful personality, very jo joyful man. And he, he, um, he does a, a great job. You could tell he really cared about the work that he did in, in my landscaping. And I, and I said, you know, where, where are you at now? Where do you want to go? And, and is this what you're going to do? Cause he's had a couple different career paths and he said, you know what? I really wish, I wish that I had gone to college. I missed that boat. And I said, why do you think you missed it? Well, I don't know. I don't know that I, I could. And I said, you absolutely can. Well, I wasn't that good in school, you know, and I said, that doesn't mean anything because a lot of times we don't learn how to learn when we're in school and schools, especially now in the United States are mainly targeted to getting students to pass tests. And learning is so much more than that. And, and how we learn, um, I was never a good standardized test um, person. And I was always grateful when it, when the standardized test crazy frenzy um, started that, that I never had to do that when I was in school. I had to take the SATs and the SATs seriously under um, recorded what I could was capable of. I mean, they were not at all an indication of my intelligence. And I didn't realize that at the time, um, but it, they weren't. And so 
when we are what I call divergent thinkers, and I believe you're a divergent thinker also, Lindy, uh, when we're divergent thinkers, we don't always test well or, or fit the norm for how you're supposed to show your smarts or show what you learn. We think differently. We work differently. What comes out of our mouth is different. And sometimes people are like, what? And yet there's, there's brilliance there. Just like, you know, what I've seen from you. Oh, thank you so much. I love how you said, we don't learn how to learn. We only right. learn how to pass a test and move on mm -hmm. in life. And mm -hmm. I love that about you because you and I understand the true being of there's more to you than just right. ABC and one, two, three. Exactly. And here you are presenting it to people and they're looking at you and they go, I love her. I need her as my coach. And I appreciate you because the more the world gets crazy and crazier, the more people have to understand there is a way for you to become everything and more of what you want. You just have right. to connect yourself with the right people and that's you. Well, one of the things that, that is true about this day and age is the rate of change is fast. So no matter where you are in life, things are going to change. Just think about it. Not even 20 years ago, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even have known this was possible. I mean, we had, you know, Palm Pilots. <laughs> I mean, there was no video in our cameras. I mean, the technology is constantly changing. Things, you know, the, what we're expected to learn is constantly changing. Look what happened in the last year. And I'm sure a lot of people in the last year thought they could never do this. I mean, my 87 year old mother-in-law wasn't comfortable with it. She figured it out. We got her to, to learn it. Everybody can learn. And I think one of the things that, like what I told landscapers, call me. And he did. And, and let's see if I can work with you to help you figure out how you learn. That's the key. People can say, oh, just try hard or go study or do this or do that. Really, it's more complex than that. Everybody has a preferred way of being in the world and learning. And also everybody has unique ways that they're motivated. And I think the two things go together. How are you, what motivates you? What drives you? What gets you out of bed every day? What, what, will, what will help you want to do the work or do to take the steps to get that college degree or that promotion, right? So you got to understand your own motivations. Some people, it's not money. It's not for me. It's never been for me, right? It's something else. And then, okay, how do you learn? And most people think that if they have to learn something, stare at the paper, just stare at it, stare at it, stare at it, and eventually read it over again, read it over, write it a million times. And that doesn't work for a lot of people, you know, or how do I make the video and in the training at my workplace stick because it's not sticking. I, I watched it. I tried hard, but it's not sticking. And they, they end up feeling like they can't learn. And if you feel like you can't learn, they, you feel like you can't reach your goals. Hmm. And you said, and it's the title of this podcast, I can't is a four letter word. Do you want yeah. to go into that? Yeah. Um, I taught high school way back in the day. And that's where I started. I started as a, a high school teacher and I worked with students who struggled to learn. I've been doing that, you know, my whole life, really. I started training students who were struggling in school when I was in high school. I was in a a, pro a program. So one of the things that I believed, even before all the self-help books were out there right now, is if you believe you can't, you can't. And I now know that's everywhere. People hear that. I mean, Ford said something like that, Henry Ford. But 
I was thinking it then, and I used to have a, a picture. I still have this poster somewhere in my house. I never threw it away of a balloon on um, on a, a saguaro cactus and with all the spikes. And this balloon is just resting gently. And on it, I said, it had a big uh, red sign and it said, can't as a four letter word. So here's what I used to do. If my students who often said, I can't do this, I said, if you say can't, I'm going to sing. <laughs> and I swear to God, I said, I'm going to sing. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're not. I said, yes, you are. So, you know, someone inevitably would say, I can't do this. And I'd say, okay, now I'm going to sing. And I'd sing this song. You can do it if you try. You can do it if you try. You can do, 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 do it if you try. And the students would be like, ah! And I didn't care if I was on key. I don't really care. It was that wasn't the point. But whether they liked me singing or not, the whole drama was, oh, stop, stop, stop. And they're like, don't say can't. And really, the students stopped saying can't. But the key is, it's not it's so often we tell students, we tell adults, we tell people, you know, if you really, you know, worked hard, if you tried hard, you could do it. You know, it's, it's up to you. And, and make it makes people feel bad because they are trying hard and and they 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 are not being successful well why because no one ever taught them how they learn right right i mean we we all need certain tools and strategies and approaches and if we don't know those approaches we try 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 really hard and we fail i had um years ago i had a student say to me you know i didn't study for a test that's why i failed well, why didn't you study because Mrs. Fitzell, I have been studying hard my all my my life. This is high school, right? All through elementary school, all through um, middle school, and I still fail. So why try? And I think that's it. You know, if you if you don't believe you have the resources, the ability, the um, the skills to succeed at something you're you want to do or that somebody wants you to do, why would you try? Mm -hmm. There are so many people that are living in anxiety right now and they're mm. living in depression. And I really believe it stems because we have put so much pressure on them to go to school and, and take those tests. And what do you mean you failed? Now you got to take it over again. And now as they get older, because I have clients that are older that have dealt with that and their anxiety is through the roof because they became people pleasers. Yes. Yes, yes. It's just the way we're all, it seems like we're all trained. I don't want to say this is just in the United States. I think it's worldwide. Um, is we have a deficits model in our world, a deficits model starting in preschool and kindergarten. And we focus in school on what people can't do. Then we get to the workplace. And what do we have? We have performance reviews and we put people on a, a improvement plan. And what is that for? It's for what we can't do what we're not doing well and i understand why that's somewhat necessary however i believe in a gifts mindset and if we focused on people's strengths and people's gifts we are going to find whether it's from children or adults in the workplace and we give them opportunities to grow what they're really good at and focus on that and maybe make the deficit's a little less important, important, but focus on what people are good at, focus on their strengths, focus on their gifts, make that the highlight 
instead of the other, the deficits. I believe the workplace would be a better place for people and people will come out of schools feeling like they're using their talents, they're doing what they're good at, and they know what strategies to do what they're not good at. But the focus is, I am good at this. I am good at art. I am good at music. I'm good at math. Let's look at it this way. My son was incredibly gifted in math, starting in kindergarten and first grade, but he had difficulty in language disability, difficulty reading. So what do schools do? They focus on what he can't do, the reading. And what happened with his math? And he had good teachers, but what happened with his math? Well, that was leveled because, well, he ended up by, by third grade, he was like everybody else in math because, well, we don't have the man, we don't have the, the, the people power to really support him and increase his, his, his math. But boy, would they put effort into his, what he's not good at. So what if we did the opposite? What if we put just as much effort into what people are good at starting in school and into the workplace and focus on that? Yeah, you've got to improve this, but you're really good at this. That's right. That's right. I work with teachers so that teachers know how to support students. So I do that. I work with administrators so they know how to support teachers, because if you support the leadership, if you support the teachers, they will be able to support the students. In the, in the business world, in the corporate world, I'm working with the either employees that how do you get them to get the best, how do you get the best ROI out of your learning management system or your training system? And I'm working with individuals and I'm finding the individual, I love the individual coaching too. It's very rewarding. We're doing it over Zoom and to see the light bulb go out. But the thing that's been amazing to me is how little they know about how to learn. Like I share things with them. Maybe it's as simple as using a mind map. And they're like, really? No one ever taught me that. I'm like, where have you been? Mind maps have been around for years, 20, 30 years. And you, you, you don't know about this strategy. And we're talking about smart. These are smart adults. Mm -hmm. They're not they're These are, these are adults that are in the workplace already have had careers, have run businesses, or they're in college studying sometimes their master's degree work. All right. And they haven't learned that yet share mind maps, share a little bit because people right now are listening to us and they're going, okay, I don't know what a mind map is. Okay, so everybody has probably seen at some place, a circle and in that circle is a topic. And then off that topic, you might have a, you know, spikes within other circles and in those circles are related concepts to that topic. That is the basic mind map that most people think about right? But they can take all different designs and forms. I mean, I might mind map while I read. I mind map my books. Oh. So I will use an online, right now I use Poplet, which is an online map, mind mapping program. And I start, and I'll, I, I don't write anything when I draft my books or come up. I speak into my microphone and I speak my topics into the mind map. Maybe every now and then jump in with my fingers. And then I when I've got my mind maps for my chapters, then I can reorganize them. And then I talk, I, I set up the microphone just like we're talking and I use speech to text. I've only typed the first draft of two of my books. And you have how many books? 16. 16 books. And weren't you I talked told, them. Yeah, weren't you told about that you weren't a good reader or a writer or something and here you are as an author of 16 books? 
I have to, I have to laugh. There's a part of me that would love to go back to those English teachers who painted my college papers in red <laughs> or even high school. And the big thing was I'd have it written over my paper, ock, ock, ock. So I went into my master's degree work thinking I could not write. I, I was a terrible writer and the master's degree program required a ton of writing. And it was a program that rather than grade you, and I, I believe in this hundred percent, it was pass or fail. Rather than grade you, they gave it back to you. And as long as you kept turning it in till you met the standard of the, of the professor, you eventually you either got to pass or fail. And I would pass, right? But what happens, and I, I love this. I learned more about writing in that program than ever in my life, because rather than just what happens to people is you get something back and it's not as good as you want it to be. And you go, oh, well, and you might try it again. I was constantly forced to fix and improve my writing. So I wrote my first book because out of, out of work that I did through my master's program. And whenever it got selected to be published by, you know, Research Press, it was at the, I think it was Research Press. I've had three different publishers, new free, no free, new, new society publishers. New society publishers was my first. Research Press was my second and Corwin was my third. And um, I was shocked. And I'm like, I can write. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, my mapping goes in, in many different ways. You could use it for health. You could do, use it for career. You could use it for personal. So thank you for sharing the mind map visual, right? For, for yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Appreciate that. What else would you like to share with the audience? Because you are absolutely brilliant. I would just want to give you time to share everything that you want to share. And then we're going to give our audience um, your information and contact information. I think that you are a value to people and that they need to know that you exist. And thank God for Zoom, because there is no excuse why you cannot have and hire Susan to be a part of your life for your future growth. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I've discovered that helps everyone, especially if their mind is running at a mile a minute and they're very creative and very energetic. Um, some people might call that ADHD. I didn't, I don't worry about the labels because, you know, if I was, if I was labeled when I was a kid, I'd be ADHD. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a strategy that everybody listening can do. I'm listening to a video. I could put a plug-in into my browser. It's called the video speed controller. And I can listen to them at fast speed. So I'm often listening to video at 1.75 speed, almost twice as fast as people record it. It works on every, almost everything. I've used it on YouTube videos. I've used it on um, videos that are on individual websites. My husband will come in and he'll say, how can you hear that? How can you even listen to that? For me, it now all of a sudden I can pay attention because my mind's going a mile a minute. When I hear a video or an audio at one, I listen to Audible that way too. I put it on like one and a half, depending on how fast the reader really is. I listen to one and a half to 1.75 speed. I don't know why, I can't tell you why this works for me and it works for a lot of people I've talked to. I can focus and pay attention and I, it, I don't stray. Maybe my mind has to work that extra to 
pick up with to keep with the speed, but I don't get bored and I can listen to things faster. It doesn't feel like something that's supposed to take an hour takes a half an hour to watch or listen to. It's amazing. Video speed controller. And of course, many different apps like Audible has its own built-in app to speed up. And that's what I would recommend for people who feel like I'd love to watch and learn all this stuff, but it takes too long. What you just shared and, and what I heard is that we all have selective hearing and we're always keyed into keywords. So as you're, as you're listening to this and you have decided to go ahead and speed it up, there are key words that catch your attention that you're waiting for, you're listening to, and you're not getting bored because you're spot on with exactly why you're listening or reading what you are involved in. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And you could slow it down too. So let's say somebody has slower, it goes too fast. Yeah. You can actually yeah. slow them down. You slow them down too much. They sound drunk, but <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Right. But you could always stop it. Right. And then you could rewind it because there was a keyword there that triggered into your mind and goes, that's what I've been waiting for. Yes. Okay. Fabulous. That's fantastic. Wow. That is a, that is an amazing gold nugget right there. It was a game. It has been a game changer for me because it, with COVID, I've had to really ramp up my learning, which meant requiring, I mean, just even watching video on how to set up my, my office and my studio and my video recording ability. And I mean, I've had to learn so much. And whenever I found out about video speed controller and, and ways to, to increase the speed of things I was trying to learn by in the video or whatever, it's been a godsend. It's just been amazing. So ladies and gentlemen, what you have heard from Susan is a lot of gold nuggets of how you can. And so you'd never use can't as that four letter word again. Right. You have the ability, you have everything inside of you to become exactly who and what you want. If you say you can, you can. If you say you can't, you can't. But I know one thing with Susan, you absolutely will find your I can's and you will leave your I can'ts in the past and eventually yep. ramp at those. Throw it out. <laughs> Throw them away. Throw them away. Susan, how do people get a hold of you? They can email me at my, it's my first initial last name, S Fitzell at SusanFitzell.com. And I am also, if you can, if you want to get a free consult with me and a free download, go to learn fast, achieve more. And just type that in your browser all together, learnfastachievemore.com. And you can sign up for a way to talk to me. And um, there's a free, free download for you there on a mind mapping strategy. <laughs> Honestly, I just realized that. it's I call it clustering, but it's a way to write and, and get out of, um, to, to kind of overcome writer's block. So, uh, and it's a mind mapping. It's a form of a mind mapping strategy that I used. I've used it for years. Um, and I've used it with, I've taught a lot of people this strategy and it works. That is fantastic. Thank you so, so much. And everybody, all of her information is right below this podcast and she is only a click away. There are no excuses. And uh, if you're driving right now, you could always, when you stop, uh, you could always go back to the podcast, replay this wonderful episode, and also go ahead and, and click on Susan's information because I believe that she is your missing link, without a doubt. Susan, let's go ahead and leave our audience with some kind of words of inspiration and encouragement. Believe you can and you will. It sounds cliche and it's true. However, believe you can and you will when you know how and how is really 
the key to figuring out how to get there. And with that, everybody, you can, once you know, get in touch with Susan. Bye-bye for now, everybody. Susan, say goodbye to our audience. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lindy. Thank you, Susan. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Lindy Eldridge, and my guest on this episode of I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up. Please download, share, and follow me. And I promise your next episode is going to be just as inspiring as this one. Take care. Bye-bye for now.